Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, While you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, this is Rick Curry. You're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 133 for Wednesday, November 27th, 2019. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing, huh? You may notice already that the audio quality is lesser on this episode, and that's because I'm doing it from behind the wheel. I have been trying to do this podcast all day, and by the way, when I say uh, trying to do the podcast, I mean trying not to do the podcast all day. I've had the busy, busy week. Guys, so many things to talk about. Hopefully some of them interesting. Some of them I might just glaze right over. I'm going to see. My goal is to get the podcast finished um, between the time that I run this errand and the trip back. So that's it. I'm I'm, uh, double dipping here. I'm going to try to get my podcast done and chat with you guys. Uh, This week I did a couple shows. I did a show, uh, just a little spot at Yuck Yucks. I did uh, a show out of town in Cornwall with some comics that I absolutely love. And, uh, what else? I mean, I've been doing, uh, I did three different events and prep for another. I got my whiskey shelves built, uh, with the help of my buddy, Jim. I, uh, spent some time with my friend Mika and his lovely wife, Mel guys. I had a phenomenal time. So which of these stories do I want to tell you first? Um, may as well go with my whiskey shelves. I, uh, so I don't know if I, I talked about this in the last episode, you know, I don't really listen to these things once they're posted. But um, I uh, I was running out of shelving space in my room. So with my, my whiskey collection growing and growing, uh, I'm starting to run out of places to put all these bottles. Uh, and so I, uh, I I took to the YouTube, as the kids do these days, right? You go, I don't know how to do, what should I do? And you ask the internet, and then, uh, and then somebody else talks you through it. And I actually watched a video where a guy where he didn't do constant fucking YouTube cuts. Hey, gang, cl- make sure you hit, smash that bell. Right, subscribe, like, and subscribe, comment down below. Get all that fucking uh, yada yada. No, it's just some some old guy with a with a bit of a southern accent from, uh, if I'm not mistaken, from the Scotch Test Dummies uh, YouTube channel. In fact, I've heard of them before, but it's the only video of theirs that I've actually watched. And uh, it's kind of a cool little shelving system. It's just basic like two by twelve wood and uh, and some like home natural gas piping. Then when you when you sort of put it together with flanges and, and elbows and things like that, it turns into quite the cool little uh, whiskey shelf. I stained the wood and things like that all over the fucking map uh, last week in terms of getting stuff done. But, uh, yeah, so I built my shelves. Uh, basically, I, I spent a lot of time, not that this is interesting at all, but I basically had to go to Home Depot a few times, right, as is the custom. I'd be really impressed to meet somebody who manages to get like everything that they need for a project from, you know, Home Depot or wherever it is in one, in one go. You know what I mean? 
you always you always end up you know forgetting a, a box of screws or you run out of supplies or something like that. Something has to be anybody who's able to just go to Home Depot once all the time. I would say that's like a Dexter motherfucker. Like that's that cold calculating warning signs. You know what I mean? It's usually got your head so far. I'm like, fuck, when am I going to get this done? I'm going to fucking time to get this done. Right? Like every show on Discovery. We don't have time to get this done. Um, that you, you forget something. Something small falls through the cracks. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like every now and again you're going to get lucky. You're going to go to Home Depot. You need one thing. All right. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about these lunatics. Like the entire project. They're like, we need everything. They go and they manage to get it all one trip every single time. I don't trust that. That's a, that's a warning sign to me. So, anywho, I, I had made a couple trips. I had to buy these pipes. I had to friggin' wash it off with mineral spirits, which is also known as paint thinner. So these pipes come like, they're like machine pipes, so they got like oil and shit on them from, you know, where they were made. Plus, I had to cut all these fucking tape and labels and stuff off of them and then use, again, like I was using latex. Anyways, it was a big, there was two or three nights where I was... A couple hours with poor ventilation and some pretty heavy-duty fumes in my face. So, you know, I don't know how many of the few brain cells that I have that I killed this week uh, in my, my little project. But I uh, I gave her, man. I So I assembled the pipes. It was funny, too, because I called my buddy Jimmy, who's, uh, who's a contractor. And I'm always... It's funny. I'm the kind of guy who are like, I'm, I, if I need help, I'm, I, have no, uh, I have no problem asking for help. However... I am the kind of guy I believe firmly that if you're going to ask for help, you do as much as you can on your own, you know, uh, and get to the point where you need help. Or some people be like, oh, help me. They just sit around with their thumb up their ass till you come and do everything for them. Um, that, uh, that ain't me. So I, uh, I was telling Jim, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really experienced with staining and stuff like that. So like, I'm like, Hey, maybe I'll buy all the pipe. Like I'm like, I'll buy the pipes. I'll assemble the pipes and then we can do the staining together. And then I, and then I, you know, got impatient because Jimmy and I, our schedules weren't really linking up. So I'm like, you know what? I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got too much shit all over the place. So I went to Home Depot and I bought all the pipes and I put everything together. I think that was the first thing I told them we were going to do together. I'm like, oh, let's put the pipes together, you know, and then the next night we'll do this. And so I went to Home Depot. I fucking scraped everything. I washed everything myself. And I'm like, we'll do the staining at your place. And he's like, okay. And then I, and then I went ahead and I did the staining. I had everything for the staining. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get the staining done. And I did that. And then uh, next, I'm like, yeah, I mean, we'll, maybe we'll, we'll do this or that, whatever. Anyways, I, I had to take down the wall that I had, had all these floating shelves. And I guess that's one of the issues I have. So I had lots of shelf space that was all full. But the issue is with floating shelves, there's so much, so much weight you can put on them before they fucking collapse. And I've had uh, floating shelves in my room before collapse that were covered in my wonderful DK books, which again, books are a lot of weight, right? So in the middle of the night, one of my shelves just ripped out of the fucking wall you know, a year or so ago, scared the shit out of me and my dog. And luckily I had a giant pile of laundry on the floor. So when they fell, they had a very soft place to, uh, to land. All right. So it didn't damage my, my books. If they had fallen onto the hardwood floor. I had a bunch of damaged bent ass books. All right. So see ladies every now and again, being a slob pays off. And I don't, I don't know about slob. I, I got in this conversation with somebody earlier this week about how like there's a dirt. There's a difference between messy and dirty, and uh, and I'm actually pretty organized guy most of the time. I'm capable of having that pile of laundry right next to the hamper for some reason. Like the hamper's right there. Why did you throw it on the floor instead of the hamper? I don't know. I don't know because maybe subconsciously I know it's going to bother someone, and that's what I love to do. But uh, 
anyways, I uh, I had to take all. I, you know, let's let's keep let's follow the breadcrumbs back. What the fuck was I talking about before I went off on that tangent? So <laughs> yeah, I had to put up new shelves. All right, and so. I think I did the staining by myself, whatever, and finally got to the point where I, I guess on Thursday, Jim came over and I had them stained. I had taken down all the old shelves, repaired the holes in the walls from the old ones and painted and never, so many fucking evenings just working on these shelves and the things necessary for them. So Jim came over on Thursday night and we got those, uh, those put up, we put up the pipes under the wall. I'll take a picture for you guys. Some again, I always say I'm going to take pictures and put them up on social media, but I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I forget. And there's not a single person at times, you know, uh, that ever's like, Hey, you know what? We were really interested in seeing those pictures. Nobody gives a fuck. So until you guys start asking for the things, I promise you like, you know, like the children that are disappointed by their father, you said you were going to play with me. Um, until you guys start calling me on the promises that I break. <laughs> well, am I promising? Not really. I'm going to keep just saying, hey, I'll do this. And then if no one cares, then, uh, well, so be it. Continued absence. My absenteeism on social media with my projects. Anyways, we had to put up the shelves after we got the piping uh, all attached to the wall. So, yeah, th- that was the point of what I was trying to say. Is that I got the, the part of the new piping that I made is that actually everything fits together. And then there's footings on the floor. So you could actually, you know the wood is stronger and everything's supported real strong into the wall and there's footings on the floor. So all the weight is distributed into the wall and the floor. It's safe. No more, uh, 2 AM wake ups with, uh, books flying off the shelves. Like the fucking place is haunted. So I got that done. Uh, Jim came over. Yeah. So we went to put up the shelves. Shelves were fucking too long. And I remember being at home Depot asking the goofball to fucking cut them. I had this, this, this like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to shit on the guy. I was shitting on him quite a bit with Jimmy. <laughs> There's this like old ginger guy. He was old, but he should have, he should have been gray, right? That's like ginger should be the one people who aren't, aren't worried about getting old and gray, right? Because once they get that at age and their hair turns gray, they don't look like fucking mutants anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> anyways, I can make fun of this guy. He cut my wood wrong. Right. I don't have a table. So, so anyways, Jim and I are doing all this stuff. We're getting ready to put the shelves up. They're too fucking long. So we're out in the back shed, hand cutting shit with uh, a circular saw. At this point, too, keep in mind, I'd already stained the wood and everything like that. So having to cut them means I'm going to have to, like, re-sand and re-stain the ends and things like that. It's just more work. All right, let's cut this fucking short story short. I uh, basically, I got, uh, <laughs> Jimmy and I got the shelves up. And then over the course of the next couple of days, I did some more, you know, I did uh, some staining. And I had to wait for it to dry so we put all my shit up. But the shelves are built. I got a lot, lot more space in my uh, in my room, and then I got like a bunch of the floating shelves. A lot of them were like small and spaced out, so I got them put up in other parts of my room. So, in terms of storage, I'm doing well. Hey, wasn't that a great story to listen to? Hey, the ballad of Josh's new shelves. Um, I have arrived at my first destination, so I'm gonna just park here, and uh, I'll get back to you guys in just one second. Oh, baby. And I'm back, driving away, four bottles of whiskey richer. Um, what was I going to tell you guys? Oh, yeah, I had to do a show. It's funny, because while I was working on those shelves, I uh, I had to go do a show at Yuck Yucks. And it was just a spot, right? Been working with Yucks again, getting the odd gig here and there, doing some spots at the club, just to diversify my comedy portfolio. Um, no, I enjoy, uh, I actually enjoy the fact that I'm, I'm doing both clubs again. 
But, uh, oh, excuse me. Um, come on, brain. We used to be friends. Um, doop, dee, doop, 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 doop. Sorry, I'm driving, guys, and I'm a little invalid. Oh, I was working on the shelves, and I had to stop. Like, when I was standing them the first night, I had to stop, like, abrupt stop, and then go do the shows. And I went on, and I was I was just exhausted from all the work, so I switched with one of the other comics who was in first spot on the on the show. Swapped with him. I'm like, I'm just going to go first. I want to get the fuck out of here. I'm exhausted. I have more work to do. So I swapped with him. The host off the top didn't do a great job. And uh, not to say that my set would have gone any different, to be honest with you, but the, the crowd was already kind of like, meh. I went up first, ate my dick. I, I made the comics laugh a couple times. But <laughs> come off stage, I'm like, well, I'm glad I stopped what I was doing and put on pads for that. And then I, I stuck around and watched a couple more acts and I fucked off. Um, what else did I do this week? I did a bunch of, a bunch of brand ambassador stuff. Like I did, uh, Ooh, do I want to get a coffee right now? Guys, a free plug for McDonald's coffee at McDonald's is $1 right now. Any size $1. And I could fuck up a cup of coffee right now. I mean, it certainly would. Uh, you guys want to hear me go through a drive through? <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to see if I can squeeze some funny out of that. Um, yeah, I did three different activations. Like I, I did four or five days worth of shit, but I did three different types of things. So, uh, one of the things I did was some cheese sampling and, uh, these were actually like fancy soft cheeses, I guess, like types of brie and goat cheese and shit like that. Like the kind that have that like weird ash and, uh, and rind on them. Gotta be honest with you. I'm not a big brie guy. Or any of those kinds where you have to, like, I mean, generally speaking, if I was to do them, I would cut the fucking rind off of them. You know what I mean? Some people will, like, Mika used to do this thing where he would, uh, he would make, uh, like, a brie melt or something where it's like he would, like a fondue, but he would leave all the rind on. So I remember just, like, trying to, like, dip into the thing and try not to get that shit on it. It was good. It, it was still very tasty. It was just, I just remember, like, trying to, like, avoid the rind. Um, just like I'm trying to avoid the grind day of a real job, huh? Still phoning it in every day. Um, so yeah, I uh, I did that cheese thing. And I had some leftovers, so I took them to Mika's place on Friday. I ended up doing the event. And uh, it was a fuckload of work. And I won't bore you with the details, but holy shit, it was a fuckload of work. Uh, but I went to uh, Mika and Mel's place afterwards. We played more of that Pandemic Legacy. Super fun. Gotta say, I think we all had a great time with it. Um, we're already looking forward to being able to play again. And uh, we had some cheeses and some some Juan and some other stuff. Got to tell you, it was fantastic. Um, then I did that same thing again on Saturday with the cheeses. And then that night I had a show in Cornwall at a Boston pizza. So it was their first time trying to do shows at Absolute Comedy. So Jason, the owner, and my stupid fucking roommate. Um, I love making fun of Jay. But anyways, yeah. So Jay and, uh, Jay and Colin and I went together. But it was myself hosting, uh, Jim McNally headlining, good buddy of mine. I got to get him on this podcast. And then um, uh, Colin O'Brien and Heather Hurst. It was a fun show. I'm pulling into the drive-thru now, so let's see how this goes here. Hey. I wonder if I'm at the right window or if I have to go to the next one. Waiting for the person at McDonald's. Hello, can I get for you? Hi there. Uh, do you guys still have the uh, dollar any size coffees? 
Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Can I bug you for an extra large one cream? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all. Does anyone order the medium or does everyone just go max size? No, most people order the medium. Really? Then I'm a fucking animal. Okay. Well, I'm still going to bug you for the extra large, please. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Hear that? Was she fat shaming me? No, most people get the medium. It's a dollar any size. Okay? Get the maximum. If you throw it away. What's that, that's that saying there? It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Most people get the medium. You're just greedy. Go fuck yourself. Anyways, uh, so we're doing a show at Boston Pizza. And they were, when we got in there, like the one side of the place was like all bar area, right? Like big sports TVs. The other one sort of like the dining side, the, the restaurant, the booths and the tables kind of thing. And when we got there, there was like, I mean, I can't even begin to describe the setup, but there was like nobody there. And like, oh, we've sold 50 tickets, so should be a show. Well, anyways, come showtime. <laughs> There's maybe, maybe 20 people there. And they were all spread out all over the room. And the rooms were open to each other. So the big, loud, busy, chatty bar side was like pouring in here. So we were struggling to compete with that. It was a, it was a nightmare of a show. However, the owner and the staff were amazing. They hooked us up with some drinks and some pizza and everything like that. Like they were very accommodating. It wasn't their fault, but uh, the show was a fucking, was a rough one. And then Jay, Colin and I do what we do after a show, just sit around and drink. Sorry for the odds, guys. Hence the coffee, right? Where's my fucking, yeah, there we go. I'm looking for a spot for my coffee here. Um, yeah, I did that show uh, Sunday, had a cannabis expo. Yeah cannabis i wonder if the person in front of me has their window down and going why is this guy yelling out of his window talking to himself um but yeah the cannabis expo at the shaw center for uh seven acres and kka which i have again later on this week i'll be doing something with them that was a lot of fun it was like basically like talking about weed as if it was like a fine wine or whiskey so that was pretty entertaining i met uh, i got to hang with my buddy jad uh, who I work with and I will be working with pretty much the entire month of December. Um, what else? Um, met a new, uh, new Chiquita Brittany, uh, new BA. So she works with a lot of stuff. I've never worked with her before, but apparently we've crossed paths a couple times. Um, so it was cool to work with her for a day. She's very cool. We got her in, uh, involved in a program we're doing later on. This is just like me reading the minutes from my life. The expo was cool, man. I learned stuff about pot that I didn't know. Um, but I'm not a pot guy. I think I've mentioned that before. It's not my drug of choice. I, I use the CBD oils. They make me feel good at night, but I don't fucking, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to, uh, to pot. I smoke pot and I freak out like a little bitch. So it's just not my thing. I drink my, I drink my booze, my whiskey, my beer, right? Because I can, I can control that buzz better. But in terms of knowing the products and doing stuff, Hey, kaboom, I did it. Right. So I did that. Um, that was fun. And then I went home and I, and I basically did a bunch of, like the final touch-ups on all the, the shelf stuff. Um, my new aligners came. I was wearing my last set of aligners for like, geez, uh, two, three months straight. That one set of aligners over and over again uh, while they were working on this stuff. I probably brought it up before, but like they, the whole process, like took them forever. I went in to get rescanned because one of my teeth was off. They... Uh, we're like, Oh, we'll send it to a guy. And then like a month later, I'm like, Hey, what's going on with this? And they're like, Oh, sorry. We need to send it to, we need to push it through the dentist. Like another month later, I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, Oh, sorry. We need to push it through to production. Call another month later. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They're like, Oh, we just need to have it shipped to you now. 
I'm like, well, why, why am I the only one? Like, am I management here? Am I the only one with authority to tell you guys to, to move on to the next fucking step? Anyways, so finally got them yesterday. I've been wearing them for 24 hours. My teeth fucking hurt. These ones are tighter and they actually press up against my gums in a way that the other ones didn't. So I'm not gonna be able to drink my coffee until I get home and take these fuckers out, you know? So, I mean, that'll be, uh, that'll be a thing. But, uh, anyways, they came and I'm like three and a half months from, you know, having my, my smile journey be complete theoretically. So let's see if it's a dollar even here or what. I hope it's just a buck. Can you hear my, my little cane drawer here in the car? Hi. Hello. Hi. It's, it's sad. That's okay. Uh, 53 cents. 53 cents? Yeah. Really? Why? Uh, I thought it was a dollar for the coffee. Oh, you want the coffee? Yeah. This is interesting. You have five cents? Thank you. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. One sec. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. She just dropped the dime uh, under the car. So that's okay. That's okay. I won't lose sleep over that. I just hope it doesn't get you guys in trouble later if the till's off. Of... And she walked away from me while I was talking with her. Thank you so much. You guys have a great night. You too. Cheers. <laughs> Drops my money and then walks away from me while I'm talking to her. All right. Listen, lady, I wasn't hitting on you. If I was, you can walk away. Ugh. One sec. Turn the wheel. With the hand, with the mic. Okay. Guys, isn't this the best episode of the One Man Podcast ever? Me just running my mouth with nobody giving a fuck? Right. Standard issue, as far as I'm concerned. Um, What is going on here? Where is the exit? Okay. <laughs> By the way, this last, like, five minutes is just my internal dialogue, whether I was recording this or not. That's just what I'd be doing is talking to myself at the window. Go, okay, and she's dropping my money on the ground, and she doesn't have the right order. And like, I, she was like, okay, 53 cents. I'm like 53 cents. I, you know what? I should have said, uh, and sorry, what was my order again? She's like, you had the three, uh, three free Big Macs. Yeah, that's exactly what I need. Anyways, point being is I got to go home, take my aligners out so I can enjoy my coffee. And, uh, and I think when I'm done editing the podcast, I might actually play some video games for a couple hours before bed. Cause I have been go, go, go. As I mentioned, I did the cannabis expo. That was fun. They gave me some cool swag to bring home that I've been slowly giving out to my friends who are pot users. Sorry, cannabis connoisseurs. Fucking stoners seem to think that they're like the new, you know, sommeliers, the new philosophers. <laughs> they told you it would be legal. But, uh, one of the guys there, holy fuck, Captain Cannabis, the guy works at one of the, the cannabis stores. So like people are coming up and he's like, uh, so you cannabis user? And they're like, yeah. He's like, so what do you, what do you smoke? You, you buy on the legal side? And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, so what do you do? Like, they're like, well, we like uh, Seth Rogen. He's like, oh yeah, the, the fucking, yeah, yeah. The squirrel kush or whatever. I don't know what the fuck they're called. You know, uh, I'm trying to remember fucking some of the ones not, I mean, half of them I'll be making up. I make up squirrel kush or whatever the fuck. And he's like, oh yeah, you like the, the squirrel kush? And they're like, oh yeah, that's the one. And then, then we tried the one from uh, BC with the, oh yeah, the, uh, the purple uh, gorilla pubes. It's like, what? <laughs> like all these stupid fucking names for pot. Oh yeah, the AK-47, that one's a real one, right? So anyways, long story short is I'm, I barely know anything about pot. Actually, that's not fair. I know, I know a reasonable amount, but I, uh, 
I just don't know the brands. So when they start talking about brands and stuff, I'm like, ah, I'm out. I'm out. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But uh, I had a good time with that. Um, and then I started another program where I'm now basically helping Samsung get their products uh, organized for Walmart's Black Friday. So that's that's been a bit of a nightmare. And I won't, I won't bore you guys with the details, but... Holy fuck, if you thought like going to a Home Depot and getting help or going to a Walmart and getting help, like you ever ask a Walmart employee and they turn and look at you, like I swear to God, this isn't even a fucking, it's a stereotype, but I'm not even exaggerating. Every Walmart employee I had to ask a question to like, hey, where's your back room? What's your planogram? All this shit. They would turn and look at you, mouth open because they're mouth breathers, turn like a... And if you were lucky, both of their eyes would be pointed at you when they were addressing you. But I'd ask them questions like, uh, I don't, I don't know who does that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, okay, well, this is fucking atrocious. So my goal is to go in, make sure the price tags are correct. Make sure the right TVs are on the Samsung display. Make sure that any overstock is underneath. It's just, you know, it's a good gig. Pays good, but it's just making sure things are right. But if you don't have, you know, make sure the displays are on and things like that. But if you didn't have the remote... Then, uh, then you're fucked. You wouldn't be able to get the job done. Um, and so the first store was that was a fucking nightmare because they'd never remote. And I'm, I'm basically just sending in my reports, like apologizing that I can't get anything done because they have no access to the, the, the TV systems and that the store isn't even cooperating with me. I'm like, like, I was in there at one o'clock in the afternoon, one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, uh, Hey, is there anyone from the merch team who could help me get some TVs down? They're like, uh, they've all gone home. That's what they said. They've, they've all gone home. Everyone from your stock team has gone home at noon like they were like yeah they were gone this morning i'm like so they were gone before lunchtime a busy time of day and after work rush a busy time of day those people have all gone home i mean maybe the merch team are the only ones who like they got you know 2020 vision or whatever so they don't want to be around when they can actually see the walmart customers and employees anyways that was that i uh, i did that and that's that really honestly god guys like that it's really hard when like you're at the whim of somebody else. I'm sure you guys work in real jobs, right? All you guys who gave up on your dreams, right? I'm just kidding. All of you guys who are working a real job where you got to work with other people, like sometimes you're like, look, all you got to do is just send me that file. I need that file. Now send me the fucking file or, or whatever it is. Go get that thing. I need that thing. Just please go get it for me. Order it, whatever the fuck it is. And they're just like, uh, and you're like, I, I could do it myself, but I can't. Not that I can't, like, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm at Walmart, I can't access your system to look at your planogram. So if you just go, open it up, print it, and give it to me, I'll leave you alone. But instead, i got to keep asking you for shit because you're not doing what I'm asking you to do. I, I can't move on without you, you fucking monkey. Anyways, sorry, I'm getting that out of my system. So I came home and I was fucking exhausted. I, uh, I also had to go pick up some stuff from an Apple store. I was there yesterday. Ugh, okay. Let the, the bitch, the bitch fest is going to end. I've got a lot of stuff going on. I've been doing a lot of like juggling around and stuff. So basically an event that I'm doing this week for cannabis, they were supposed to send me an iPad. They, uh, got to a point where they're like, oh, we can't get an iPad to you. So if we buy one at the Apple store, can you go pick it up? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess I just, I was, I was there yesterday. It would have been nice if I had picked it up while I was already there. Instead, I had to drive across the city to pick up an iPad. But I had Torino Grill while I was there. Delicious couscous, broccoli, chicken. Oh. And I have had garlic burps and farts for the rest of the day ever since. And, uh, and now you know the rest of the story. 
Um, so whatever, guys. I mean, it's been a fun week. I've been, I, I, you know what? I haven't been this handy in a long time in terms of just being at home and putting up shelves and doing, you know, repairing holes and painting and fixing things. And even the creativity of like building these shelves, you know, cause they got a very cool look. They look like very industrial. They got this nice dark sort of like coffee mahogany looking stain color to them. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty happy with, uh, with how everything's turned out on them. And, you know, I've got all my whiskey on my shelves. I'm actually starting to, you know, get room back in my room because all the stuff that was on my shelves, all my collections of Uncle John's bathroom readers and a bunch of my DK books and things like that all stacked on the floor for the longest time. So navigating these felt like King Kong walking through the fucking, you know, New York with all these stacks of buildings. You bump into them, they're going to topple over. So I did that. And uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's. That's where I'm at with the podcast so far. I'm like a couple of blocks from home, but so the funny thing is, uh, coming up this week, well, here's the thing. I got, I got my, my album. I'm still getting ready to record for it. To be honest with you, it's so busy. I haven't been writing. Um, I need to start writing and getting the things down on paper and just start fine tweaking the jokes that I know I'm going to be putting out on the album. Um, I also, uh, need to start getting back to the gym. I have been eating better and the numbers are very gradually coming off the scale, but having these aligners in where, you know, you got to keep them in 20 hours a day, make sure that my teeth aren't moving. I'm going to be more strict, uh, than I was with that last set of aligners. Cause the last set was just basically like, I could wear them just at night and they'd still keep my teeth. They weren't moving them anymore. They were just keeping them there. So it was like a retainer. Now I'm back to like, they're actually a treatment again. And they're only worn for a week at a time instead of two weeks. So that means that that one week, those hours are all that much more crucial to moving the teeth. So I got to do that. Okay. But having said that, we're moving to the sponsors, uh, continuing on with the, no uncle John's bathroom readers since zero people have been like, Hey, we miss it. Um, and, uh, you know, talk about my partners at absolute comedy. I, uh, I did some shows. Like I said, I did a show for them in Cornwall. Uh, there's great shows coming up all the time at absolute comedy. So check out absolute comedy ca to see what's going on at a club near you. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. Am I forgetting anybody? Am I forgetting anyone? Oh, I'm not forgetting anybody. My partner's at DK. Dorling Kindersley, right? DK.com in the States slash CA added to the end for my Canadian listeners. Or just Google DK Books anywhere on the planet. This week, with the upcoming trip coming in, a, I guess, a week or so. A week or so. A month or two or so. I have no idea when I am, guys. I'm, I'm a little overworked at the moment. Um, I decided to uh, look at one of the travel books that they sent me. And uh, I got to tell you, this book is pretty spectacular. It is called Where to Go When, Unforgettable Trips for Every Month. So this book is all about, uh, by the way, I can tell how echoey it is in this room without even hearing the recording. So I would imagine that this week there's going to be a lot of heavy lifting for Auphonic. 
Um, this book's really cool. The way they've got it set up initially is that you basically go through the months. So, for example, if you're trying to figure out a place to go in the in the world, it'll be like, well, where, are you, where when are you going on your trip, right? If you know that you get your vacation every year in January, well, hit the January section, right? It'll tell you where to go. And it's very cool because, like, for example, like the first part, it'd be like Africa, Ethiopia, Lalibela, never heard of it. But it'll tell you the sections. Like, obviously, there's beautiful imagery showing you where. It shows you where in the world it is. Um, but it'll tell you, like, when to go. And then there's a section that on every single area that's, like, when else to go. And, for example, in this case, it's telling you to go January. But it'll say when else to go in October. Fewer visitors, sunny skies, and a lush landscape uh, make for pleasant exploration. So, um, just for fun, like, there's so much to this book, guys. There's so many beautiful areas, beautiful imagery. Nothing new for DK. So rather than me just randomly talking about, hey, there's all these really cool places, whatever, I've given you a general scope of what the book is about. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you guys how this book was of use to me. So you go to the back and you can actually find, so the first part is, is section by um, obviously months of the year. But I just was like, well, I'm going to Scotland. So when am I going? I'm going in February. Did I pick the absolute worst time to go? So for one of them is Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh, as they call it, 249. And I'll uh, give you guys a quick little taste. This is the experience that I had with this book. Um, I did read a lot of the different places in it. Not everything, because uh, it's been a crazy week. But I got a good portion of the way through this book. Loved it. So, for example, this one, Edinburgh, 249. Edinburgh, uh, it says Europe, Scotland. Why go? Well, night grows darker and colder towards the end of the year. So wrap up warm for a truly memorable part of Edinburgh's Hogmanay. If I pronounce it correctly. At the craggy base of Castle Rock... Crowds swell to watch fireworks arc overhead and dazzle rockets. Sorry, and dazzling rockets rain down through the whiskey-tinged air. Edinburgh is known for many things, but above all, it's known for Hagmane, its annual end-of-year zeitgeist-defining party. This hedonistic three-day curtain raiser to the new year begins. Sorry, brings in some hundred and fifty thousand trap. Sorry, revelers. Jesus, I'm just not able to read anymore. Uh, all of whom, sorry, I'm going to start that over again. This hedonistic three-day curtain raiser to the new year brings in some 150,000 revelers, all of whom become increasingly animated as the week draws to its climax, midnight on December 31st. There's plenty to occupy you during the build-up. Concerts, whiskey tastings, bands, DJs, highland dances, and the torchlight procession from the castle to Holyrood Park. It's the greatest New Year celebration on earth, so why not join the party? When else to go? August. The Edinburgh Festival Fringe, the largest arts festival in the world, comes to town. By the way, I know a lot of comics who do the Edinburgh Fringe every year. Uh, it's super huge festival. Shit was a comedy, acts, everything. Um, and it says, planning your trip? Getting there, Edinburgh International Airport has bus and tram links to the city. Getting around? Buses are reliable, but it is easy to get around on foot. Weather? Cold, wet, and windy. Average temperature? 37 degrees Fahrenheit or 3 degrees Celsius. And then, of course, that's the picture there. So that was the Edinburgh... And then uh, the other section was, uh, let me see here. I've also got my food cooking, so my phone is going to go absolutely apeshit in three minutes and 15 seconds. So let's get through this, gang. Um, where's the other Scotland one? Hey, West Coast 106 and 107. So that's one part of Scotland, uh, Edinburgh, which everybody is, I would assume, a lot of people are very familiar with, that in Glasgow. So let me get to the page where it talks about the West Coast of Scotland. There's two pages. One of them has a beautiful scene. There's Scotland's field. So, 
Left, a picture postcard cottage in Glencoe, West Scotland. Below, getting up close to a Highland cow, an actor dressed as Robert Burns standing outside the cottage where the poet was born. So just some cool pictures of Scotland. And then it says, uh, Europe, Scotland, West Coast. Why go? Festival season hits West Scotland with the biggest, by the way, this is in May, so not when I'm going. But festival season hits West Scotland with the biggest celebration taking place during Burns and a that. Uh, the sun sinks slowly to the horizon, a golden red orb lighting liquid gold ripples across the darkening Firth of Clyde. As it disappears behind the islands and the glow fades, the night sky is suddenly alive with a brilliance of color. People crowd onto Iyer's low green while others line the promenade along the beach enjoying the fireworks and the music that is the finale of the Burns and Ah That. Burns and Ah That festival, I guess. A celebration of the life and works of Scotland's most famous poet, Robert Burns as well as a showcase for contemporary Scottish culture. For ten days, the country has been awash with readings, tastings, concerts, walks, and storytelling. If Burns were alive today, there is no doubt he would be the musicians. Uh, he would be with the musicians in the pubs, swapping stories and joining the crowds for the fireworks. Once the celebrations are over, make your way up the West Coast, wind your way past tiny picturesque fishing villages, and spectacular dramatic glens, savoring undisturbed views that might inspire you to write some poetry of your own. When else to go? September to October. Still not February when I'm going. The departure of the summer crowds and the changing of the colors of the landscape herald a new season. Uh, and then so planning your trip, getting there. Ayer is a 37 miles, 60 kilometers southwest of Glasgow, accessible via Glasgow International Airport. That's where I'll be flying in. Getting around, the practical way to tour the... Uh, sorry, the practical way to tour the west is by car, which we'll have. Weather wet and mild with sunny days. Average temperature 57 degrees Fahrenheit, 14 degrees Celsius. I've heard they have mild summers and mild winters. And that, guys, just a small taste of where to go when. Unforgettable trips for every month from my partners at DK, uh, right.com, Dorlin Kindersley, right at a slash CA for my pals here in Canada. And uh, DK Books anywhere in the world. Uh, big shout out to my onesies all over the planet. All right. I really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, listening, the, the East coast is still my biggest listenership in Canada. They're very quickly, uh, catching up to Ontario for all time. Thank you to California, Michigan, um, Oregon, um, Florida, uh, listening really appreciate all of, uh, you wonderful people in that area. Uh, I mean, I appreciate every single one of you guys everywhere in the world, wherever you may be listening. Uh, big, big Europe this month. A lot of European listeners. So hello, uh, hello, EU onesies. Um, love having you guys there. Um, coming up this week for myself, uh, more activations. I am doing some training. I am, uh, I mean, I have really nothing, nothing particularly spectacular. I got to tell you, I got a show in Renfrew. Hey, hey. Um, I got training all over the place. I got events, more cannabis stuff. Um, and, but the big thing is I got to start working on my, uh, on my album. I really got to sit down with a pen and paper and I'm terrified, I'm terrified to do it guys. I'm worried that all my funny is gone, but, uh, but I got to get it done. I got to get working because I'm really looking forward to putting this album. I'm really hoping that once it's done, you guys would be interested in downloading it or purchasing it or whatever it is. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. In the meantime, uh, another big shout out to my buddy Peter, who is still crushing at the gym. So proud of him. Um, proud of all my – like, I mean, again, I, I wish you guys would share with me what's going on with you. You guys are with me every week, and I appreciate that. Let me know what's going on with you. I'd like to celebrate with you your your successes and, and hopefully try to encourage. You know, we're all out here falling down and getting back up. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the fact that you guys are with me every week. I am making a, a relatively healthy meal for dinner, so I'm a little proud of myself. 
And, uh, and that's it. Sipping on my coffee that I got here at McDonald's. And uh, yeah, I mean, really not a whole lot. I don't mean it ended on low energy gang, but I'm just, uh, I'm pooped. I'm pooped. I'm going to eat. I'm going to go upstairs and play video games for like an hour. And then I'm going to fucking go to bed. And, uh, and just next thing, you know, wake up tomorrow morning and just start banging it out again. So I hope you guys have a, a wonderful week. I, um, I'm loving life right now. Life is good. Uh, lots of work, but I, you know, got to keep working on ourselves. Ah, chase. We're going to get there guys. Uh, have a great week. I will talk to you soon. That you're carrying 